Hi, it's Bill from Culloden Manor. Listen, I haven't got any response from you since the first time I called, when it was just about you getting your share of the potential inheritance. We arranged to meet tonight, and that's still fine, but I need to know if you've heard my other messages. We've managed to capture four ghosts from various rooms in the house so far. And when I say we, I mean the other Culloden descendants. They, you, seem to be the only ones that can get inside the manor, and who the ghosts are willing to reveal themselves to. So, if you're the kind of person who believes in this stuff... Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We're on chapter five of Descent of the Culloden's, uh, and as Danny has pointed out, it has already gotten spooky. It's getting real creepy. There are ghosts everywhere. Strangely, not necessarily all angry ghosts, which was kind of mm. weird from last episode, but still, ghosts, puzzles, we've got it all. Those are the only things that you need, right, yep. Danny? Good. That's uh, life. Every episode, or every fortnight, I suppose now, we design a new escape room, straight from Danny's brain out onto a piece of paper in front of Danny. Uh, and we invite guests through to play through the room using just their brains and their imagination and their hearts. And this episode, our guests are Adel Rafai, John Patrick Cohen, and Aaron Keefe from Hey Riddle Riddle. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Wow, I didn't know we were going to need brains and hearts. We might be <laughs> oh. a little bit short. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, there's three All of you, so one courage. of you can have a brain, one can have a heart, and one can have imagination. No, there one of you go. can have courage. You've seen the movie. <laughs> can I just say that when you mentioned um, Fortnite, you said every every Fortnite, uh, everyone in our end of the studio just started dabbing like mad. <laughs> Not even a We've joke, got, really. Not even a joke. We've got that a lot, actually, from American guests. Mm-hmm. Um, you really, you, need, you guys need to reclaim the word Fortnite. It's a very enjoyable word. So, would the three of you like to tell us a bit about yourself and what you do, and then maybe a bit about your escape room experience? Absolutely not. <laughs> Pass. Where do we go from here? <laughs> uh, so, I'm saying no is easy. I'm assuming there aren't many people who are listening to our show who don't know what Hey Riddle Riddle is. But do one of you want to give a quick rundown as to yeah, what Hey Riddle Riddle is? Yeah, I guess this uh, explanation is for Todd. What's up, Todd? <laughs> um, so Hey Riddle Riddle is a listen, show. It's, a, it's the three of us. It's myself, Adel, JPC, and Aaron. And we pose to each other different puzzles and riddles. We try and solve them. And along the way, we improvise some scenes and do some goofs and gags. Is that, <laughs> is that about a good summation? They're that both not looking at accurate me. accurate to me. Listening. I mean, yeah, that's that's about it. That's about it. And I would say that you did a really bad job of explaining it. Yeah. But yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Sorry, Todd. In our escape room experience, uh, Adel loves escape rooms. I've He's probably done most. 50 to 55, somewhere in there. Cool. Uh, a good J- number. JPC's done like 20. I've done a handful, a fortnight, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> a scant fortnight of rooms. So you do two a week? Yeah. Um, I've done less than five i think i've done a couple with adult uh well wonderful well that's the perfect kind of experience uh do you also have do you have any experience in sort of tabletop role playing which is the other kind of aspect of this this is like uh, the opposite of a rhetorical question you know that there's an answer jpc <laughs> and i do a weekly D game um we've been going every week for about two years almost three almost three years yeah. and then jpc also does a um Role playing an RPG podcast. Yeah, I, I mm. do a podcast called the Campaign Podcast. We did like four years in Edge of the Empire, which is a Star Wars role playing system, uh, and now we are moving over into Fantasy Flight's other system. But uh, but yeah, so I, I've been I've been playing like D anD D and various forms of role playing since high school. So forty five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep. uh, and I have no experience. No one's oh. asked me. <laughs> <laughs> They don't want you. She, she keeps turning up to your games, yeah. knocking on the door in the hey cold everybody. Chicago wind. And you're talking about romance, right? Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Still no experience. Uh, wonderful. Well, that's a perfect sort of, well, mostly a perfect uh, mixture of experience to, to play one of our games. Mostly. <laughs> You'll be very useless. Good day, sir. Yeah. I've got too much experience. <laughs> well, I think we're ready to go, Danny. Let's do this. Bill asked you on the phone if you were the sort of people who believed in this stuff. You're not. 
Let's get one thing straight. You're here for the family riches, not to play Ghostbusters. This Bill guy's been working in a haunted house too long. And that's exactly what you tell him when you finally meet him face-to-face in the driveway of Culloden Manor. Bill nods, but he looks a little crestfallen. I'd do it myself if I could, but last time I tried, I had the front door slammed in my face. I'm only trying to make the house safe. You politely but firmly make it clear that he invited you here with the promise that you'd discuss your inheritance. If that's not going to happen, you're leaving. He holds up his hands in protest. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you're right. I want to settle this matter as much as you do. But you know one thing that's really standing in our way? At the moment, we haven't found hide nor hair of Mike Culloden's official will. Before now, it didn't matter because he had no surviving family. But now it would make things much easier if we had it on hand. It isn't in the town archives, I've checked, which means that if it exists, it's probably still in Culloden's personal office in the manor's basement. The sooner that the will can be found, the sooner you'll get your share of the family fortune. That's more like it. You'll explore a dark old house for that. With barely another word, you throw the front door open. No ghosts anywhere here that you can see. And you start heading down the hallway, opening doors. You hear Bill call out. And if you find a ghost, trap it in an artifact that had personal significance to it. But you ignore him. You open another door and... Aha! A staircase going down. This must be it. Just outside this door is a little pulling light switch. You pull it, and before you, the basement lights up. So starting from the door, you uh, walk down the creaky stairs completely calmly. The office that you see is a complete antithesis of a scary basement. So in front of you, as you finish descending the stairs, is a hat and coat stand, complete with a few hats and coats that look like they're from Mr. Culloden's time. The centre of the room contains just a large work desk and, in front of it rather than behind it, as if for a guest, a single chair. So a large rectangle and then a smaller square. Precisely. I drew a real chair. Damn. (laughs) On the wall behind the desk is a large family portrait. One of the other walls is lined with three enormous bookshelves. And the final wall, the one with neither the bookshelves, the portrait, nor the stairs has a telephone hanging from it. And beside that telephone, a tall filing cabinet. Where is it, you wonder? You start towards the filing cabinet, which seems a likely place for important documents, when from above and behind you, you hear the door slam shut. When you turn to see who did it, you hear a loud, unfamiliar male voice. Where is it? It roars. Somehow the voice doesn't sound like it's coming from outside the door, but rather from around you, from the walls themselves. Huh. Maybe Bill was right about this place after all. Maybe you do need to find some ghost artifact as well as the will. And maybe you should do so quickly, because it sounds like you're not the only one searching for something here. Okay, now, before we begin exploring, um, we all obviously know who uh, we are, but should we... Kind of give a brief introduction to our characters for um, for the record so we know our relationship to each other and what to call each other. Sure. Okay. I was getting nothing from the people that I'm yeah, doing I'm this with. Yeah, I'm with you. So, okay, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, are we all related to Colodin or is only one of us uh, a descendant and the other two are like hangers on? What do you think? I think we're all related. Okay. Okay. So we're all, we're all a family. Yeah, I think yeah. we're siblings. So we're siblings. Okay. But cool. my name has changed from marriage. Mine as well. <laughs> from marriage, so your name was Marriage Culloden, and you changed it <laughs> yes, from no. marriage to something else. No, my that's name a fair is <laughs> yeah. My first name is Marriage, so but that's marriage, not my last you're name. You're Marriage Culloden. Um, I'm gonna be um, uh, top notch Culloden. Uh, my name is Tab Forkmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What's so your What's your stupid s- first name, Adolf? Uh, well, the, the JPC threw that out the window to be related. No, I, I, we're related. I I changed my name by marrying a Forkmeyer. <laughs> what's your first name? Tab. Tab Forkmeyer. My name's Tab Forkmeyer. My wife uh, is Melissa Forkmeyer. Her dad is um, Dr. David Forkmeyer, DDS. So okay. uh, I don't work. Uh, the Dr. Be- David Forkmeyer? DDS. Uh, I don't work. I live uh, solely off of a stipend um, that Melissa's father, David, uh, gives to us. So that's why this money is really important to me. Um, so you can throw it in his face. Ex- well, exactly. I feel like we need to know more about... <laughs> um, Adel, what's your name? I don't even know your first top, name. Top Notch. 
Hopping the up. lights flicker more aggressively. Okay. <laughs> well, we need to get that looked at. Bill is frantically first. writing down the, this backstory, though. All right. We need an artifact. I'm going to grab a hat. Um, yeah. While, while marriage grabs a hat, uh, I want to start to search the pockets of the coats on the hat stand. Sure, fair enough. So there are actually quite a lot of hats and coats, more than you first thought. Pretty heavily laden. It doesn't look like anything's been touched for a long time. It's a little bit dusty. As you start frantically going through the pockets, and coats back in the day had a lot of pockets, and they weren't shy about keeping things in them. You're finding so much just random bric-a-brac, not to mention like heaps of lint and other questionable materials. It's a bit hard to tell what, if anything, is important at this stage without a bit more to go on. Okay. Well, I kind of splay it all out on the ground just in case we need to come back to anything later. Of course. And um, the hats, uh, marriage, look fashionable. So you, you win. Oh. <laughs> so we're done? That's that was it. the, the goal, ghost, to look fashionable? Ghost right? can't, can't compete with that. Uh, Tab Forkmeyer, um, again, a dentist's son-in-law, uh, sits, <laughs> sits in the chair... <laughs> Sits in the chair across from the the, the desk um, and looks at the family portrait. What 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 is the family portrait that uh, that Tab sees? It's a large portrait of nine people, all sitting, all with very austere expressions on their painted faces. There are four men and five women, one of whom is visibly pregnant. The chair one, that you're sitting on. Yeah. <laughs> four men, five women. Visibly. Four men, five women, and one of the women is pregnant. You're right. I should have specified. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, marriage. Oh, go ahead. Tab has another question. Tab on my hater's grave. <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> uh, Tab, sitting in the chair, um, it, it turns around and looks at all the hats and coats. Uh, do any of the hats and coats that uh, we've been pulling off resemble anything that the people in the portrait are wearing? Smart. Not specifically. Like You can't recognize a one-to-one, but you know... You know, when you picture people in 90s, 20, 1920s movies, it's a yeah, little bit see? hard to tell. So like, they all, they all look kind of similar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I bet that baby who was that, in that woman, inside that woman in that picture, inside that human. I bet that baby has a birth certificate that could perhaps be in the filing cabinet. Can I look? Take a look in the filing cabinet. It actually, uh, the drawers open with some difficulty, not because they're <gasps> locked, but because it's so full of folders. Everything is neatly labeled and alphabetized, but you don't know how you're going to find something like a birth certificate because all of the labels are place names, like places that Mike Culloden had business with, and it's all over the world. You've got countries, cities, states, provinces, cantons, anything. So at this stage, it might be a little bit tricky to find something without knowing what you're looking for. Uh, Top Notch is going to head over to the three bookshelves, and I want to, as quickly as I can humanly muster, I want to try and pull, uh, like pull back or remove each book to see if there's any mm. sort of uh, trapdoor or trigger that's going to. It's kind of uh, kind of hoping you were going to say you'd try to read everything as quickly as you could. So that would have <laughs> taken a while. It's a bit of a uh, speed yeah. Reader. So the left bookshelf is the one that's super packed. It's just got huge, thick books. Most of them very dull, technical, all law and business and accounting really long serial numbers made up of ones and zeros on their spines, and you pull bits and pieces out, nothing seems to happen. Let's open up a book at random, uh, go to about page 150, and then what's the exact text on that page? <laughs> uh, it <laughs> says, see how of business you are. <laughs> of business, that. there are three considerations. Uh, First consideration. Are you happy, JPC? <laughs> yes, I'm very uh, happy. Top Notch heads over to the work desk and starts no, 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 to look through the drawers. No, no, hold on, I'm sorry. I, I cut, I cut uh, uh, Danny off. You cut me? I cut you. I cut Danny off. Danny, you were saying about the middle book uh, shelf. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was just the left bookshelf that was full of the boring binary coded mm. books. The middle shelf is mostly empty. It's got a stack of phone books, though. Mm. Some of them that look old enough to be from Culloden's day, if they had phone books back then. I know history. But most of them sort of look like someone from the modern times just, you know, didn't have anywhere to store their phone books and decided the basement was a good idea. The right bookshelf has a bunch of thin books on a variety of subjects that all seem to be a bit related to office administration, like to do with formal letter writing, how to properly address an envelope, how to write in shorthand, that sort of thing. Um, I want to flip through the phone book from Culloden's time, just since there's a phone on the opposite wall, I want to see if there's anything highlighted or anything that stands out. Eh, It's a very long, thick phone book. It's going to take you a very long time to be able to do that. Even back in the day, there were still lots of people with phones. I take the time because I'm thorough. (laughs) (laughs) 
There are no doors uh, in this room besides the one at the very top of the staircase, correct? That's right. If I head back up the staircase, is that door up there locked? So you walk up the stairs, uh, very creaky as you go up, but the door does not open. You can't see a lock on it, though. Interesting. It's like someone from the outside is just holding it closed. Spooky. The instant you turn around to go back down the stairs, you hear the sound of a pounding fist against it. Against the you turn around, me. yeah, and it stops. Every time you face the door, that noise stops. Oh, it's like um, Mario with the ghosts. Uh huh. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Okay. Well, spooky, I'm not spooky, gonna spooky. go down the <laughs> stairs. I mean, my entire inspiration for this arc was Luigi's Mansion, so that's spooky, fair. Spooky, spooky, spooky. Uh, I'm gonna go down the stairs, not backwards. I don't care about the pounding. I I, I do want to <laughs> walk down the stairs, and I do want to look at the walls. Is there anything on the walls of this uh, staircase? Now the walls aren't particularly interesting. Okay, cool. Just what the about various the stairs? things on the walls. Are the stairs interesting? Could you lift up any part of it? Like, is it storage underneath? No, none of them seems to actually move, but uh, you give them a count. There are 10 steps, and it does creak every now and again as you walk up and down them. Um, I'm going to go, Top Notch is going to go to the work desk and start to look through the drawers to see if I can find anything of meaning. <laughs> well, actually, this is such a really unremarkable desk. It doesn't even have any drawers. All of the stuff is sitting on neat piles on the surface. So you see a big stack of paper, a box of envelopes, and several sheets of stamps. Okay, so can we read what names are on the envelopes and then get out our phone book too and compare Mm -hmm. the names? So the envelopes, it's just like a box that is meant to be a 24-pack. All the ones that are in here are empty and blank and unused, but you count 23, not 24. Is, are any of the stamp sheets um, empty? Like, are there like very visibly missing stamps from a corner or anything like that? Well, there are ten individual sheets of stamps. The first sheet is all one cent stamps. The second, two cent stamps. Then three cent stamps. So on. Um, in these sheets, there are four one cent stamps still stuck together. Six two cent stamps. Seven three cent stamps, and eight of all the others. Uh, and. There's 10 sheets in total? Yes. So just like, you know, a single sheet was all made up of one cent stamps. Gotcha. Then the mm. next one was two cent stamps going up to 10 cents. What's written on the paper? There are like dozens of sheets of paper here, maybe 100 or so. Most of them are signed M. Culloden, and they seem to be businessy letters. Judging by the dates, about half of them must be letters that he wrote and decided not to send for whatever reason. And the other half are ones that he didn't get to send because he died. Oh. Are those addressed with names? Those do have names on them. Tab? Okay. okay. So, <laughs> so just so I'm clear, um, I married a woman whose father oh is a dentist. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Just so I'm clear. Um, the stamps are, there are missing, four one-cent stamps missing, two... Two cent stamps and one three no. cent stamp. No, six two cents. Yeah, well, no, no, no. That's how. Oh. Yes, that's how many would be missing if missing. you assume that the eight that is on all the other sheets is the full, Got uh, full number. So yes, that that so, is right. So that's eleven cents worth of postage, and it's four mm-hmm. two one zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, two one. Yeah, four two one. Yes. And a zero because one has all the stamps on it. One oh, the rest, the other, the other the rest. Eight eight six more pages. Oh, gotcha. Six more pages. Can I go over to the telephone really quick? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Does the telephone have one of those like star six nine features that redials the number that you just called? It's pretty old. It probably predates that. It's it's like got a rotary and everything. Is there a, <laughs> is there a dial tone? Uh, it sounds like it's connected to an active line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we order pizza and uh, well, now this is just as why is that I'm everyone's first yet. instinct when I give them a phone in a room? I was thinking I would call my wife's father. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, what he wouldn't take we... calls from you anyway. What happens if we dial four two one on the phone? It gives a bit of a phone noise that indicates that it wants a bit more from you. Got Three it. numbers isn't enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Can yeah. I hear that noise? Hey, come on, come on. Hey, come on, give me some more. That's what hey, I thought. Hey, I'm a phone, hey, give me some come more. On. Day hey, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? The, uh... I'm dialing here. <laughs> so uh, can I look 
up the numbers of the names that are on those letters he didn't send? Well, there's a lot, so it would be going through quite a few of them. If you just try a random one, like the first person that you find is just a letter to someone named Smith. So, you know, there are 612 different Smiths. It's a little bit tricky. Are any of the letters contentious or angry? Uh, Probably quite a few of them. He wasn't a happy man right before he died. Um, I'm going to go back to the leftmost bookcase that had all the zeros and ones on it. Yeah. And I'm going to take a closer closer look to see if I can uh, distinguish or establish some sort of pattern on the bindings with the ones and zeros, if that's some sort of uh, code. So they all have these serial numbers of ones and zeros seem to be made up of 10 numbers, but it just seems to be exactly what it sounds like. Every book has its own unique number. There doesn't seem to be a specific order to them exactly. Okay, and this is... This is no longer tab. This is uh, JPC breaking out just to ask a question. Are you sure that this isn't an impossible room to solve? Are you sure you didn't forget to put any clues in here? Hold just, on, let's I just check the notes. Check. Oh, it is impossible. Sorry. We took out all of the... Oh, egg, okay. egg on your face. Okay. Okay. That's cool. No, no, no. I'll still play it. Uh, <laughs> Could the numbers of... I'm talking to... What are your names? Top tab. notch and tab. Battle and JPC. No, I, I don't think so. Top notch um, and tab. So do you think that the number of like men to women in the family portrait could be more numbers for a phone number? Like there's four men, five women, and then and a baby. And, and a nine baby. People, nine people. You know that famous in. movie from the <laughs> <laughs> Tom Selleck. And yeah. there's four men, five women, and a baby. And they all raise a baby and it yeah. doesn't go as planned. Takes a village. There will be, like, if their numbers are relevant and things like that, I won't just be making you, like, guess the number of things around the room. Like, if I wanted you to say the number of men in the family portrait, then something in the room would say you need the number of men in the family portrait. I'm not that mean. Can I check to see if the painting is able to be moved or pulled, pulled back or anything? It's pretty firmly fixed to the wall. Okay, I punch a hole in it. What about the chair? Is the chair firmly fixed to the ground? It's not. It's a very boring basic chair. It looks kind of like one of the ones where a person sits when they're being interrogated. There's no cushion, no armrests, no ergonomic back support. The only interesting, if you can call it that, thing about it is there's a piece of blue fluff that's snagged on one of its rough corners. Does the blue fluff match any of the coats that are in the room? You start going through again and taking a look at the linings, the pockets, and you do find one that has a bit of blue lining that's frayed and losing its material. You go through the pockets of that one, and along with all of the other bits and pieces, you find a card that says, Alistair, solicitor of the firm of Atchison and Bell, consultation fee $13. You suppose that was a lot of money back in the day. It's a bit hard to tell if it's spelled with an I or an A, Alistair or Alastair. It's a bit smudged, but you suspect that's not important, except to our Patreon donors, Alistair Atchison and Alistair Bell. Thank you. Nice. (laughs) Are any of the letters addressed to Alistair? There is something. A letter to Alistair of the firm of Atchison and Bell from Mr. Culloden. I understand your queries, but let me make this perfectly clear. I am hiring you to handle the legalities of the issue, not to fix it. You are not a repairman. The only connection between the law and my repairman is my stairs. So what in the world is going on? The only only connection between the law and my repairman is my stairs? Hmm. Is that an Australian saying? That must be. (laughs) Okay. It's like between a rock and a hard place? There are how many stairs? Ten stairs, you said? Ten stairs, yes. Ten stairs. And the only connection between the law and his repairman is his stairs. So we have ten stairs, ten sheets of stamps, $13 fee, 23 out of 24 envelopes, 421. Wait, did it say in the letter to Alistair where he's from? It did not. Uh, Sorry. Could have looked it up in the filing cabinet. <sighs> All right. What are, can, I'm so sorry to ask you this again. Can you go over no. what's in the three bookshelves? Yeah. So the left bookshelf is the one that's full of all the heavy books about law and business and accounting. The middle one is the phone books. And the right one is the stuff to do with 
uh, office admin, like letter writing, envelopes, shorthand, that sort the of left is heavy books, law, business, and accounting. Middle is phone law books. With, law with a W. Yeah. I oh, should law. probably specify. Oh, because law. you're from Australia. Ooh, law. <laughs> law. Mm. Uh, law. Business. Law. 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 That's my boss. Law. 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 Hey, law. I'm walking here. <laughs> law. <laughs> Park my car in Harvard I'm from the, law. De- the movie The Departed. <laughs> Can't fight the law. Um, okay. Uh, and then the empty, and then with some phone books, and the third one is office admin. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Um, I got a question about the ceiling. Oh, Are there please. any, like, vents or windows, like any other openings that are not doors in the room? There is not. Culloden liked his business dealings to be kept very secret. But you look up at the light and... You think you see a ghostly face glaring at you in it. <gasps> and uh, then there, it vanishes. It's are flavor. There, are there any rugs on the uh, office floor? Not bare and sad. A cool. Bear this is, this a is Adel rug. talking, um, not uh, top notch. Are you sure you didn't make us an impossible room? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing actually really well. You're very close to finding connections. And Aaron asking about the bookshelves again. Good idea. Hmm. Okay, uh, tab. Wait, can um, you say that I had a good idea one more time? I don't want to watch Adel <laughs> and JPC's face as they. <laughs> I mean, I explored all three that. bookshelves and. Uh... Aaron, you're, Aaron, you're doing the best. Yes. Aaron, oh, it's, all, it's all you. You're our favorite. It's all you. Okay. Oh, that, that uh, better be smartest, true. Tab goes to one. the stairs, the 10 stairs. Again, Tab mm-hmm. is. Um, <laughs> don't you dare. David Forkmeyer's son in law. <laughs> uh, and he. I want to knock. <laughs> On each of the ten steps to see if there's any difference in. Uh, the, I'm assuming these are wooden stairs, concrete stairs. What are we working with here? Wooden. They're creaking. Wooden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to knock on each of the steps as I'm kind of working my way up the stairs to see if I can tell any tonal differences. The only difference that you can tell between them is that some of them are creaking and some of them aren't. Which going ones through very are, are creaking? Marriage me. <laughs> I can't do that to Same. your father-in-law You walk up and down the stairs The first step is totally silent okay. But the next two both creak Then you get another silent one And another two creaks Silent, creak, creak, silent So two, three, five, six, seven, eight Is that correct? Uh, no, because seven, no. seven is five, silent six Eight, nine. So one, four, seven, ten are all silent? Yep. Should we go one, four? uh, Two, or is it the stairs that are creaking? Four, two, one, one, four, seven, ten. Two, three, five, six, eight, nine, ten. I want to look in one of the law books. Which law book? The one that has that number. Well, the numbers are all made up of zeros and ones, so mm, there isn't one that says they're that. They're 10-digit ones and zero combination to identify each book. H- help me out here, okay? <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, level with me. Each, what's, what's, what's each, book, each book on the, the boring side, the left side, is mm-hmm. uh, 10 digits, and they're all composed of zeros and ones, and that's how to identify yes. those. Yes. Yes. Uh, the phone books, how many phone books are there? Uh, a pile. Okay. Unspecified. And unspecified amount of phone books, and there's nothing else but a pile of phone books on that bookshelf. That's right. The third one is office administration stuff, and what's, is mm-hmm. there any differentiator uh, in appearance to, with with those books, or is there so less of them? Thinner, right? Thinner books? Oh, yeah, there are quite a few of those, but yeah, they're all very thin, uh, they don't closer have to the, looking uh, like magazines. And they don't have the else. codes on the spines. Oh, yeah. It's there's just only names. the last one. No codes on spines. Codes. Mm-hmm. codes on spines. Uh, uh, wait, so zeros and ones. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ten yeah. digits, zeros so and ones. Let's, oh. let's look for a book oh, okay, that wait. is 011011010. Yeah, take a look for that. All the zeros and ones blur through your vision like static on a TV, but you eventually spot one with that code. Okay, I take that one and throw it in the fireplace. <laughs> I no won't need that one. <laughs> and now it is officially an impossible word. <laughs> Fundamentals of contract law. Sounds fascinating. It's depressingly huge. You try flicking through it and 
Beyond all the jargon, you don't see anything important or out of place until you reach the very last page. Oh, come on. The font is very different, and it says, Sequel coming soon. Twice as big, so leave a space on your bookshelf. How many fundamentals of law can there be? Uh, There's no room in the bookshelf. Is there no room in the bookshelf? It's packed. It's pretty packed. Packed. The book right next to Fundamentals of Law, what's that book? Mm -hmm. Um, Bill, what's that book? Uh, That is... uh, Fundamentals of law, 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 but with an R A. Yeah, fundamentals of law. So when Bill answers, lore. it's not important, correct? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, can I? I take that book off fundamentals the bookshelf. Fundamentals of saw. Uh, to leave some, I take that book, fundamentals mm-hmm. of saw, uh, which is just, I guess, like a uh, shot-for-shot retelling of uh, all of the saw movies, um, mm-hmm. and I pull that one off the bookshelf to investigate the space left by it. Uh, that space that you've just made is about the same size as the contract law book. Well, since contract law, the sequel is going to be twice as big, we take one more book to make it, uh, to leave space that's twice the size of the, um, And what was that book called, JPC? That would be Fundamentals of Jude Law. Uh, this is going to be uh, a description of Jude Law's movies with some behind the scenes scene stuff. And uh, it kind of goes. The Culloden's were very his... ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah. Does it talk about the holiday? <laughs> it, it, almost exclusively. <laughs> Good. Uh, Best uh, Jude no. Law film? Gattaca. <laughs> was he in that? Yeah, yeah. He, was the, he was the Jude Law character. He was Gattaca. <laughs> Best Jude Law film? He was Gattaca. Gattaca. <laughs> Mr. Gattaca himself. The only good Jude Law film was a dead Jude Law film. Uh, so nothing in that space important. You I pull aside fundamentals of sort and fundamentals of Jude Law, and when that's complete, you hear a clunk. <gasps> the books on either side of your gap drop down a little bit, and a moment later, the entire bookshelf swings forward to reveal a hidden room. Bum, bum, a panic bum, room. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Which you run into slowly. <laughs> yes panic room could be you step inside and right away darkness engulfs you for a second you think the bookshelf is shut behind you like the door into the basement but that's not it something else is blocking the light something funnily enough you can't see and then you hear not one but two voices absurd you're talking complete nonsense i will not have my practice associated with someone so underhanded so downright despicable I should have known you were a crook, Alistair. So this is your business, is it? Working a case just long enough to gain access to a client's private information to use it for your own benefit? Only a man like you would think of that. If this is your resignation, I refuse to accept it. You'll get no more help from me. Hell, you haven't even paid my last fee. I will make your life miserable until I see that money in an envelope with my name on it. Preposterous! Fine! You're fired! Get out of my house! Not without my money! And scene. (laughs) Okay. Well, nothing in this room. Uh... (laughs) Okay, so envelope. So we're missing that envelope with the money in it. That might be... uh... I mean, this guy's going to haunt a basement office for $13? (laughs) What are we doing here? The 20s. Is this your stand-up? Weird time. (laughs) This is an alternate. This is sort of an alternate universe, sort of the past. $13 was $13 million back then. Oh, oh, that's an expensive lawyer. Is there anything else? As you emerge from behind the bookshelf, you hear more pounding on the door. And then it sounds like the pounding is coming from the wall right behind you. Um, well, yeah. there, there's, there's a there ghost any, in here. Is there any distinguishable pattern to the pounding? No, not at all. Uh, is there anything else in the panic room? No, there was absolutely nothing. Okay. Did well, you, can I feel clues. the walls? Can I feel the walls in the panic room? You can. They feel like walls. You wouldn't be lying Good to walls. us, right? We got to have a modicum of trust in this <laughs> okay. thing. Can we knock on the wall that's closest to the middle bookshelf? Or like... And see if you there's can like maybe a room it. behind there too. It doesn't sound like it. But again, after you turn away, you hear a bit of a pounding and another, where is it? But it just seemed like it was trying to scare you. It doesn't seem important at all. Uh, okay, so that ghost conversation that we just overheard was... Recap it for me. Was uh, possibly Mike Culloden firing um, Alistair, the lawyer that they retained, because they thought that the lawyer was trying to investigate their business 
uh, to uncover their secrets or something like that. And we'll assume the lawyer was Aleister Crowley. Yes. Uh, uh, thank you, Aleister Crowley, for donating to the Patreon. Um, and <laughs> Addison and Bo. <laughs> uh, but uh, Aleister said that they weren't leaving without their money in mm. the envelope. They said, I will make your life miserable until I see that money in an envelope with my name on it. And we have one envelope missing, so somewhere in this room is an envelope with $13 that will set us all free. Do we have a pen? Yeah, there's a pen on the desk. Can we write um, Alistair's name on one of the blank envelopes? Sure, you can Can I go that. into my wallet and grab $13, <laughs> put it in the envelope, and then... Solve this in the Sorry, day? Bill I, I confiscated like your wallets before going in. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Okay, can I get on the phone and call uh, Dr. David Forkmeyer, DDS, and request that he Venmo's me $13? No, okay, this is what we should do. Okay. I want to go back in the room. I want to uh, look up Atchison and Bell mm-hmm. in the phone book because that's a distinctive enough name. I want to call that number and okay. ask them oh, where sorry. they're from. It's, Let's it, jump it's a white pages. Atchison and Bell was a business. Uh, yellow pages. It, can we look up Alistair? Alistair Bell or Alistair Atchison? Yeah, you can find those names, and if you go to the phone and try to call them, they've been long disconnected. Okay, okay. Uh, but is it given address? Um, not, not in a yellow. No, no yeah. old phone books did not do that. Or he could just not be listed. People can choose not to be listed. No. <laughs> thank you. Oh, God, thank you. <laughs> I go back to the family portrait. Um mm. Do any of these people look like a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> no, they do look like they have some family resemblance. They okay, got it. Were probably just some relatives that Culloden admires or Foreman. is. You don't know what he looks like. Foreman, Are there any other hints in his coat one. other than the uh, card? No, there isn't. What about the, uh, no? Okay. You were doing really well earlier when you were looking. You oh, thanks. straight away with these. I mean, you've been doing very well, but you found that there were stamps missing. You know, there are stamps missing that totaled 11 cents, and you pointed yeah. that out. Yeah. And you know, there's an envelope missing as well. Yes, and correct. Th- and you, you, you started on that, and then we, then we went off on this stairs and, and okay. that led books. nowhere. Like, that what led nowhere, city really. are we in? Because how much would it cost? Like if eleven cents worth of stamps, where would that go? Where how far would that get you? That is the question. question. And it's obviously very tricky to know back in the day how much stamps would Oh, maybe in the office admin books? Yeah, they did say that there was information about stamps somehow in there. Not only is there a book about stamps on that third bookshelf, it's basically like a mini encyclopedia of stamps. In a few dozen pages, it goes through the instructions for how to tear stamps, lick stamps, apply stamps, peel stamps off so you can sneakily reuse them. And, you know, it's got useful things like calculating postage costs. I want to read in the, that uh, section. the segment that mm-hmm. talks about how to lick stamps. This is going to be the opposite of ASMR. <laughs> and you just go... <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Um, so where does 11 cents, I want to look up, marriage wants to look up where 11 cents can take you. Well, it's a bit of a weird section, that one. It's got a strange heading. The cost is in the name, is what it's called. You also see something on that page underlined in blue ink. Berlin. Maybe Culloden sent a lot of mail there. But you turn the page and you find that that's not the only place that's been underlined. No. You also find California. Egypt, Jamaica, Khartoum, Prague, Rhode Island, and Utah. Berlin, California. Egypt, Egypt. Jamaica. Khartoum, Utah, and Rhode Island. Khartoum, and Prague was there as well. The cost is in the name B-C-E-J-C-U-P-R. Said the order doesn't matter, though. I know. <laughs> Aaron, you're doing it out loud again. This is the part where my stomach hurts because I want to be smarter than I am. Aaron, Aaron, you're our favorite. You're the smartest, Aaron. You can do but, it. Is it annoying that I need this much attention? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> much it's cool. I understand. Basically, we do the post show so that the players can give me all these compliments. That's the whole reason behind it. <laughs> People always say a good marriage requires a lot of attention and focus. <laughs> would it lost 
would it like we would we i don't know it, would it take too much time to go through the filing cabinet of all of these places and bring Ugh. out the files for each of these places there would be some pretty hefty files for all okay. these places okay. so and, and this may be nothing but to think about it in terms of like california is four like in the name california like mm-hmm. is it that it's kind of not thing? a bad idea except then egypt yeah What's your idea for Egypt, smartass? Yeah, you <laughs> dummy. I like that Bill's like, really talk things through because you'll get half in the... And then I start to talk something through and he's like, yeah, good idea. I was, if you're no, an no, idiot. I was, I was being polite. JPC yes. turned this against us. Yeah, uh, Bill's on Adult, my side. Adult, uh, you're our favorite. Adult. You're the smartest. You're our favorite, Adult. But am I the tallest? <laughs> yes. Yes. Really? Hey, in an audio medium, we're all the tallest. <laughs> You've got a height for radio. <laughs> um, Wait. Kurt, uh, hold on. Can you? Can you? I um, got it. Oh, you got it. Aaron's I, got it. She's the smartest. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, when she said Rhode I Island, got it, she was holding up a Coke. Yeah, I got it. I got my Coke. Um, uh, Rhode Island is eleven letters. It's the only one of the names that you listed that is eleven. That's true. So okay. I want to grab That's the true. Rhode Island file out of the file. Eleven cents. Eleven letters, and there is a Rhode Island file. You open it up and a collection of strange diagrams spills out. And now you can look at the images that we emailed to you. Uh, for people listening at home, there are, your, these diagrams are linked below in the show notes as supplementary images. Uh, would one of you uh, playing like to describe the images as you see, as you see them? Well, I've never met uh, you, Bill and Danny, but this appears to be you two in a f- variety of funny hats. Uh, there must and, be, and little else. There must be 60 or 70 photos of you fully nude wearing <laughs> tiny hats. Uh, so so if, you could just, oh, if you could just look at the uh, the other email that I sent oh, you. Okay, I got this one. Uh, uh, so the, you said the first link, correct? All four links will be the four images that you found. So there okay. are four links, four images. I'll do the first one. Uh, if someone else wants to do the second. So the, the first one is like a family tree um, kind of diagram. Uh, at the top, uh, there is a female and a male. Um, underneath the female and the male, there are uh, three male descendants. Uh, one of the males um, is uh, has a female line drawn next to it. So it's like a, a male who uh, married someone. Um, one of the males is single. One of the males also ha- is married into, uh, and there are two female um, circles underneath that. So it looks like one of the couples had two children. Two uh, daughters. Two daughters, two daughters. What I do not see here represented by this is um, a female, a male uh, with... Oh, no, there is one. It's a female, a male, and a single male is, is the center of this. Uh, not unlike the situation um, with... Um... No, that is... I'm sorry, that's completely Hold unlike on. the situation... With Wait. my father-in-law. Oh my gosh, I can't. Oh, no. David Forkmeyer, <laughs> okay. who is so, a dentist. Uh, before we move on from this image, there are wait one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. There are nine people. Yes. Um, in this family, assuming that there are nine people in that portrait, what we are oh, missing wow. is the baby that one of the women is carrying. Mm. Well, we yeah, know. Let's have a look at some other inside images. her. Yeah. The next image is um, similar in terms of like it's a family tree. Um, we see a male and a female conjoined by a line suggesting marriage. Um, beneath them, we have a line suggesting some sort of offspring, but it's a, from what I can tell, it seems to be a diamond, which is a shape mm, that a we diamond. haven't seen yet. So we've had uh, square equals male, circle equals, equals female. These two had a diamond offspring. And then the wife and the diamond offspring are both kind of crossed out. Um, mm. like X'd out. The wife has an X. The diamond child has a lot going on, uh, as if to suggest they wanted whoever uh, scribbled on this wanted to erase them completely. Uh, and I forget uh, on the first one, um, the very first uh, uh, family tree that we saw on the very bottom right hand corner, it says Mountbank Crawford, I believe. Mm. Uh, the second one, the one that Adel just described. I'm sorry. Uh, the one that um, Totnotch just described says M. Colladin. And the third one, I do not I have... guess I'm going to describe as soon as it comes up. Oh, go for it. Uh, it's another family tree. Uh, what does this say at the bottom of it? Uh, I think it says persimmon. Wait, 
Persimmon Watkins. Persimmon Watkins. Uh, it's a male female couple at the top uh, with two daughters. Uh, one seems to have married a male, uh, and they have no offspring. One of the daughters seem to have married a male, and they have two girls and a boy. Who all love the love band, them. The Offspring. That's not part of it. And the very last one is a family tree for Worcester Lescott. Um, it Westchester, is, I think it I'm was. Sorry. Westchester Lescott. It's Westchester it is Lescott. How dare you insult my posh name creations. NJPC, it's pronounced Lescott. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is um, a male-female with one daughter who uh, married a man. Uh, those two had four children, uh, two male, um, two female, and then only one of them had um, offspring. Or only one of those four children got married and had an offspring, and that offspring is represented as a diamond. We still don't know what that diamond means. I assume diamond... Demon. My, my guess is that diamond means it's unborn. Would make sense. So that Aren't the, sure whether the, it should be a circle or a square. Yeah, so so in the painting, the, in that first diagram, there's no diamond, which would suggest no pregnancy. But then it seems mm. like in the second diagram that maybe there was a lost pregnancy, and therefore someone, I don't know if the wife died in childbirth kind of thing. Well, well. The, the name on that second one is M. Culloden, and we know that Mike Culloden, the big bad ghost patriarch of this family, had his wife, Katrina, leave while she was pregnant and abandon the family. Mm. That's true. So that's what that one is. So who are the people in that big family portrait? What was the first one? Mm. Montbank Crawford. So it's not, is it not the Culloden in that first portrait? It, well, it, I guess not. No, the, the, the portrait is not the Culligans. It's the Westchester Lescott uh, family. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. only one that has one, two, uh, four men, five women, and an unborn child. Hmm. Uh, and uh, the portrait, do two, the, a man and a woman look noticeably older than anyone else? It's pretty, it, it's a little bit hard to tell because, you know, it's an old-timey painting. Everyone was being flattered, but you could conceivably believe it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I think that the painting here on the wall is this uh, Westchester Lescott family. Can we look up in the phone book any Lescotts? It takes you a while to find them, and that's because when you find what you believe is the Westchester Lascots, part of their name has been erased. So instead of the Westchester Lascots, it's the Osterstaerots. That's S-T-H-S-T-E-R-E-O-T-T-S. Also in the margin beside the phone number for this family, there's a little handwritten annotation. May have moved four districts closer. Remove details. Is there a number for them? There is a number for them. Uh, We call that number. It's a long shot, considering you have no idea where the descendants of the Westchester Scots have ended up, but that's all you've got. You fumble with the rotary numbers, but you get there. Through the earpiece, you hear a ringing, and then it cuts out. Seemingly, the line for this phone number is dead. Or maybe they hung up. Can we call again? You call again and the same thing happens. Well, that's unexpected. <laughs> um, and we don't know, we don't have any pictures of Katrina anywhere. No. Because no. is the portrait, ooh, so the portrait's from the same time that Mike and Katrina, were Were they like the age where that was? Is it yes, like it's probably, decade? it may not be, yeah, they're, 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 it's probably painted of people that they knew, I would assume. Though it's hard to tell. The letters um, that remain in their name Westchester Lescott mm-hmm. are S T H, S T E, R E O T T. Yes. Yes. Okay. If, if we're making them the, the Scots, then the S is at the end. Got it. But what are the letters that are still there? The le- that's the letters that are that's still the there. there. The letters. I know, that are, but I mean like the other. The letters that <laughs> the are, ones are that not aren't there still are W E S T E L S C. W E S T E L S C. That T shouldn't be there. That T should not be there. That's whose mistake should we say that is? Your mistake or mine? Well, yours. We we we'll call it my mistake. I think perhaps it'll be worth double checking how Westchester Lescott is fully spelled. I don't think so. Let's move on. So. So I've got it, and I, I'd just like to see if we're all on the same page, because I know that the uh, the font in that thing was a little bit hard to read. It's That's a true. Fancy. West Westchester Lascots 
to me is spelt W-E-S-T, West. C-H-E-S-T-E-R, okay. Chester. L-E-S-C-O-T-T-S. L-E-S-C-O-T-T-S. If they're the Scots. There's a place in New York called Westchester. It's yeah. spelled it the same way. Yeah. So... Yeah, all Amer- America's very small, so you make a good point about... <laughs> yeah. How do you not all know this place? Um, it was on Friends. I actually went to a wedding there recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, JPC, you had it right except for a C. Okay, so W-E-C-E-L-S-C. Got it. Got it. Okay. Now let's do a little bit. So there's seven letters. Uh, <laughs> are phone numbers seven letters in Australia? Uh, no. They are. Maybe? No. no. They're ten? They're ten? We do ten? Uh, uh, just a normal house number, eight. They're eight, but ten if you include the area code. They're eight? But ten if you include the area code. All right. You guys do it pretty different down there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We and don't see... forget they may have moved four districts closer. Remove the details. They may have moved four districts closer. What the frick is a district? All right, so they they have four dist- They may have moved four districts closer. Remove the details. Uh, w- when they say remove the details, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that uh um spark for any of you? Because if it for... doesn't spark joy, we're going to get rid of the whole. Thing. Yeah, we have to get rid of it. <laughs> Do you have TV there? <laughs> 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 okay, but uh, her name is Condo Marie, there, right? Yes. Oh, we're exactly. making jokes today. Uh, wait, do we know where they live? Like, can we look up maybe in the office not, admin thing, like the area? Not code? too specifically. Uh, so we can't look you up the area not, code. You will not need to look up anything further in any of the books or files or anything to figure this one out. Okay, if we remove the details, um, there mm-hmm. are letters in details that are letters in this code, and that is E L S, uh, which gives us, I don't know, D T A I, but also gives us W C E C. I would go so far as you probably don't need to remove the details because something's already been removed. So what's been removed is the W E C S E L S C. Yeah, but we it's haven't the done W E C E L S C. Yeah, W E C E L S C. Cool. So you know what's been removed? Yes. Removed the and but the four districts part of it. They most they moved four yes. districts closer. I have not. No one ever makes me think this much. <laughs> is it something you'll where be it's like, so warmed up when you record your own? Show. <laughs> I'm gonna get every riddle right so quickly. Like, do we have a, the right meaning of the word district? I don't think you do necessarily, because because you don't really know what a dis, like what the district is. That you don't know where they're from, so you don't know how they could be four districts closer geographically. It's a little bit confusing. Does it have to do with like where they those letters come in the alphabet? Like how many in? That's what I was gonna say for the number. Perhaps you're rolling towards it, like five being E. Are you? Are we just putting all these letters no. into their d- numerical? Twenty-three, five, three, five. So do we? Oh, so, okay. So if we use that scale, let's let's subtract four from each of them. So E is gonna become A. Uh, mm-hmm. C would become Z. Oh, it would become y. y. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um. So do that with all the all the letters. So JPC, <laughs> do it. JPC, you do that JPC, with W. You Aaron, you do that with S. Well, W is it would be nineteen, which is S. Okay. So say oh. and then E. We decided was A. Yeah. Saya, S A Y A. S A Y A. And then what is S? Y again. S is nineteen, right? So we need fifteen. O. Say. Ahoy. Say ahoy? Wait, I say ahoy. Say ahoy. Nothing happens. The lights flicker a bit more, but nothing else happens. So say ahoy is going to be like a ship. So is there a destination that would be like Jamaica? Actually, it's like it, it wasn't exclusively a ship thing. Uh, this oh, was oh a so thing. pick up the phone. It was ahoy hoy was the what you say on the telephone. So pick up the telephone and say ahoy hoy. 
Well, I'm not going to do I that. I mean, just <laughs> just saying it into the phone. It's a bit of a dead dial tone. There's nothing there, but. So call that number back, uh, marriage. Call that number and we say. Beep, boppy, boppy, beep. Now I'm ahoy. ready to call it. Ahoy. <laughs> you say ahoy into the phone after calling the number and suddenly the dead line starts ringing again. It must have been some sort of password. You wait for a few rings and then a cool female voice comes from the other end. Ooh. It's a pre-recorded message. The brothers are pressed for time right now and cannot do any legwork. PBRL. Peanut butter, real lovely. And the door opens. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> the brothers are pressed for time right now and cannot do any leg work. Pro- okay, Prague, Berlin, Rhode Island. Oh, come on. Did I accidentally no make L. a second no, code? No, there's no L. Thank Warren. God. Ah, it's, always, it's always a risk. Uh, okay, so <laughs> if we go to the painting, uh, mm-hmm. can I identify two brothers is, or is that possible from the painting? You would have a guess as to which ones look like brothers. Okay. What about their legs? Anything specifically with their legs that is out of the ordinary? No, they're just sitting wearing pants, as people do on their legs. Okay. Their legs are in the frame. Oh, I got it. Pants, belts, real legs. Yes, pants, belts, real (laughs) legs. Uh, All right, so the brothers are pressed for time right now and cannot do any leg work. Brothers would be B... P could mm-hmm. be pressed. Mm-hmm. Leg, work, leg work is L. There's no R though, right? Well, it can't do any right. real work. Oh, can't do yeah. any leg work right now. So press brothers right leg. Press brothers right so leg. So on the painting, we press the brothers right leg. Let's try it. You press down on one or both of the legs of the brothers and oh my God, some of the paint smushes away. It looks like you've pulled their pants down. Yes. Oh, this nice. portrait could have been worth thousands as part of your inheritance and you've just ruined it. Or have you? The rest of the paint doesn't seem to be that soft and squishy. Maybe somehow those pants were meant to come down. Maybe Mr. Cullen doesn't admire the Westchester Scots as much as you'd assume from his having their family portrait behind his desk. You carefully press a little bit more firmly and under the now thin layer of paint, you feel something move, almost like a tiny switch. And when you press it, the entire left side of the painting swings away from the wall, revealing a secret hole. Inside, there are stacks of ancient-looking money. This okay. is it. This is the fortune you've been waiting for. You grab one of the stacks and start counting. Oh, that's disappointing. It only adds up to about $20. Must have been a lot more back then. Dang. We put, we put $13 in an envelope. envelope. <laughs> Address it to... Uh... Alistair and put a stamp on it. And? And eat it. Oh no! (laughs) Now it's an impossible room. You hear more pounding at the door at the top of the stairs. And one more wild, where is it? We slide it under the door. You slip the envelope under the door. And from the other side, you hear it being snatched up and opened. Weird thing is, you don't see any shadow to indicate that there's a person actually standing out there. But there must be. You hear the banknotes being shuffled, flipped one by one, and a murmur under someone's breath as they count to themselves. When they reach 13, they let out a deep, triumphant laugh that goes on for far longer than it should. He doesn't even stop for breath. The laugh gets higher and faster. It's turning manic, like something you'd hear in a clownish nightmare. (laughs) Then it starts to dissipate into the air and surround you from all directions, getting quieter and quieter, but still a maniacal, fiendish laugh. Then when you think you can't stand it anymore, it stops dead. You feel the air change in the basement. A cool fog you didn't realize was there lifts. You reach for the door handle and find that it now turns quite easily, so you open the door. Sitting on the floor on the other side is the bulging envelope, sealed shut, but with the money strewn about all around it. The first question that runs through your mind is, how did the money get out of it? The second is, and if the money isn't in it, what is? Tentatively, you pocket the envelope. And the cash, too. It is an arousing family fortune, but it's a start. Then you walk back to the front door of the manor to tell Bill everything you found and your suspicions that maybe this envelope has a ghost inside it. He doesn't even seem that bothered that you didn't find the will. All he wants to talk about are the stupid ghosts. A lawyer? Interesting. I wonder if Mike Culloden was up to some shady business. 
and the ramifications of it affected all his staff. That would explain why they hated him. Oh, this is excellent. We should take this envelope back to my office, where all the other Cullidans are with the artifacts that they found. Or should we'll we take to it to the ghost all- office? <laughs> oh, oh, are you? <laughs> we'll be able to uncover all of this soon. Shady business? Um, would uncovering this shady business impact who Culloden's money legally belongs to? You'd better stay close by, just to make sure it doesn't. <laughs> 